Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there guys, welcome to another episode of Dropped a Mic. Uh, once again, it's me, the Swan, with uh, my co-host, uh, Dennis. And then today we have a special appearance from my sister, Sammy. The mini Swan. <laughs> or uh, little, little Norgs, Little Norgs. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about, well, our first half of this uh, episode two... Uh, for Drop the Mic, we're going to be talking about a film from last year, 2016, called Trash Fire. Yeah, Trash Fire. Which is, uh, it's a pretty fuck, uh, fucked up movie. And it's, uh, overtly metal. I don't know, there's, it's pretty crazy. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's directed by, uh, Richard Bates Jr., who did, um, other horror films. He has a, he has a small, uh, I guess film record he did Accension, which is from a few years back, and Suburban Goth, which I've never heard of, but I'm sure it's good. Uh, this film stars Angela Trimber from uh, XX, that uh, horror film anthology that just came out, done by all women. That one was really good. Uh, and Final Girls. And she was also in Rob Zombie's Halloween Part 2, if you guys remember that. From she was? 2009. Yeah, she's one of the friends of uh, Lori. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah. That's where I remember her from. That was just uh, from a while ago. Oh, yeah. And it also stars uh, Adrienne Grenier from uh, Entourage. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> Drive Me Crazy <laughs> from, <laughs> from that Melissa Joan Hart movie that probably nobody remembers but me, apparently. Who I hated up until... No, I, mean, <laughs> I feel sorry for Yeah, um, anyway, let's go into, let me drop like a little synopsis for the film. So it surrounds uh, Adrian Grenier's character, Owen, and uh, Angela's character, Isabel. And basically they're kind of in this dysfunctional relationship and they're trying to, to work things out. And uh, they pretty much find out that they, they, uh, they're going to have a, a kid. She becomes pregnant, Isabel, and um, she feels like a disconnection with uh, 
Owen because he's kind of a fucking asshole in the beginning to 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 be blunt about it. He's yeah. he's kind of rude and and weird. <clears throat> he he has um he has seizures and and he has kind of like uh anxiety and you, you don't really know why at the beginning of the movie, but you will find out. Oh boy, do you find out. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, anyway, uh to continue on, they basically <clears throat> go to to um to find like his his family. He basically kind of abandoned his family, which is his grandmother and his uh little sister after his his parents are uh killed in a in a fire, which he believes that he's responsible for. And his, his sister was caught up in the fire and she's badly burned. And basically, he leaves her behind and uh, kind of tries to start a new life. And basically, the story unfolds once they go to try to to connect with his family in order to so he can be a better dad. Kind of, uh, I guess, was uh, Isabel's just trying to get him to kind of evolve as a person and be, and be better. What her. which is which is a a really big mistake, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's what uh, that's what it's about. To without giving anything away, but let's go into um, what you guys thought about the films. All right, so without further ado, we'll jump into uh, what Dennis thought about Trash Fire. Man, right right off the bat, um, the intro was a lot to take in. I liked how how it just throws you in the middle of it. You start off in some psychiatrist's office and. He's talking about the things he's been through, his turmoils per se, and the psychiatrist is dead asleep. <laughs> and he, which kind of kind of kind of sums up the film in in a nutshell, to be honest. <laughs> Those first few minutes, yeah, it's just like a really like a just like his life is a shit show, and basically the film is telling you uh, why. Damn yeah. Nobody wants to listen to him. Um, he, yeah, he tells her off right then and there, and, and then the title screen rolls, and you hear, like, this very metal-y kind of, like, screaming, but it, it has something to do with the story, which later on you find out exactly what, um, so going into that, then you cut, uh, cut into the next scene, which is him and his girlfriend at, at, some kind of anniversary dinner. I didn't. I didn't catch exactly what that was. Yeah, it's a dinner. Um, but it was pertaining to some. I think their three-year anniversary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just really bleak. He could really care less. Or this is basically being a uh, just like he doesn't care. Yeah. He's he's very detached, and and that comes across uh, right away. They're, that they're just uh, like I said in the intro. They're just. A dysfunctional couple and, and they're and they're trying to work you know what it. no actually you know it's i don't feel like they're dysfunctional i feel like he's dysfunctional because she seems like the glue i i can see that yeah she's the normal one she's trying yeah. she's trying and and i feel like her anger is just because she wants to be happy and and she and she loves this guy and he keeps he keeps just you know pushing her away yeah but uh you find out why and and it's you know, really not his fault in the end. Uh, from from what you saw f- about, from what you saw in the intro, 
did you like the character? Did you hate him? I mean, just literally from that, Sam. From, the, from the introduction. Oh, sorry, yeah, Sam. Uh, <laughs> from the introduction to that dinner scene, did you like him at all? Did you feel like you relate to him? Did uh, you? I didn't. I didn't like him. He didn't seem like the type of person that I would have in my daily life. You know, he he just seemed like he could just be a huge dick about everything. Like, he didn't give a fuck. Like, no, like I'm not gonna like that kind of person. I, I feel totally, like I was totally on her side. Yeah, this movie does a good, it's a good it does a good job of masking uh, things. You know, like you you your perception is kind of thrown off because you think things are one way, and it's really a completely different thing. But uh, you have to watch the film to find out. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, they do a really good job of that. Of, of just the character development is fucking awesome. I kind of felt a little bit, spoiler alert, but I kind of felt a little bit for him when he was outside the door um, because um, he got kicked out. Oh, the scene and, right and after yeah, the, the dinner? And then he has his first seizure of yeah. the, uh, in the film. Yeah, and they, yeah. And yep. I... I, I kind of I kind of felt for him a little bit more because he was having all those flashbacks. Yeah, and well, stuff. with what you know or with what you find out in the intro, which isn't very much, you start to understand that there's going to be more about this character that you're going to be seeing as the film progresses. Um, they don't tell you too much about him, but going into it, I could see or I began to feel that there was it was just going to unfold and you're going to understand more about him. I mean, the intro alone, trash fire. I mean. Yeah, what an interesting, what a what an awesome name for a film. Yeah, I love that. It's so it's so original. And that being said, I feel like originality is something lacking in movies, and I, that's what I love about indie movies. Not to sound like a hipster or anything, but I feel <laughs> I feel like they're just kind of they're. I feel like there was they're a lot like of... our last hope. Yeah, or whatever, because you know, like in 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 the mainstream, we have shit like the Fate of the Furious. Yeah. As like this kind of plot, you know, this kind of, you know, I don't know, summer blockbuster fluff that that we seem to get all the time, yeah. or, or reboots and remakes and prequels and all this bullshit that's One not right again. Yeah, yeah, they're just Seriously, like last time. they just like don't know what to do. Yeah, you know? movies copying each other and all that kind of shit. Yeah, and I feel like this in in a sea of of, of blandness. Stuff like this gives me hope and, and keeps me interested in, in, in pop culture and subculture. It, it and, did feel fresh for me. Um, a lot of the shots were, I want to say, experimental. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's this one shot in particular, I, I think it was one of the shots that you pointed out, where where he walks up to... To the to the kids? Yeah, yeah. He walks he, up to the kids and like the camera just like... is just like shoved in his face and... Um, felt very I, I feel like they were trying to express something very personal by like really focusing in on him after he'd seen this site which um yeah I believe that that scene is was, where he he goes to the the his old house the remains of his old house which is basically a, a dirt lot which is you know and he he explains to these kids that are playing ball there that his his ho- his home used to 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 be yeah he used to reside in that in that empty lot um, and the kids know about it and they, and they make this little kind of uh, joke like oh yeah we come here at night sometimes with flashlights to uh, to see if we can we can spot any ghosts and um, you know I, I, this film is 
full of stuff like that, metaphors and things that are just kind of haunting. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just I love this film. So uh, going into that, what, uh, a question I have for both of you is what would you give uh, this film as a, as a rating from from one to ten? Um, damn. Before you guys answer, I'll say that I'd give it a solid eight. I feel like what? you know what that that's pretty close to what I was gonna say. I wanted to give it a ten, but and that that's me being really harsh because I love this movie, but I'm not gonna say it's. I won't say that it's per- perfect, but it's pretty goddamn awesome. Oh, I think I'd give it maybe a seven. I, I I wanted to give it a higher rating if if it came out if it if the ending was spoiler alert pause or just skip the next maybe minute or so um, I wanted to give it a ten but that ending just like God damn I couldn't stand it I really wanted to like it but that ending really put me off. That's interesting. I love I love the ending. Yeah, I it's would a, say it, differently. I would say that if, that would if, make me want to give it a ten. Because if, of the ending. If the ending brought them closer together and realized how much they really cared about each other and he became the person he was trying to become in the movie. Oh, so you got upset that he, spoiler alert, uh, they, they kill the main character. Yeah, I, damn, like... But I feel like they hint, they hint at that through the whole film because she can't forgive him. Well, see, here, here's and, the thing. And, I, and they kind of build up to a showdown because the grandmother, there's no way, there's no way that's that's not going to end. Yeah. That that's gonna end good, you know. I mean, for fuck's sake, she spoiler alert, she killed her own daughter, you know? Like, obviously she's gonna try and kill again. <laughs> well, see here's here's the thing, I feel like, um What was the girlfriend's name again? Isabel? Isabel, yeah. I feel like she had to give up one thing to gain another, and that was giving up his life. She she got the answers she wanted, so she understood who he was, but she had to forfeit his life to understand that and I mean that's basically what what the movie led me to believe but I feel like he had already grown as a person halfway through the movie although he still seems like a dick because he knew what he was getting into when he was going back going back to that house well he didn't think that they were, she was going to try and kill him well no yeah. but I mean he understood that, that things were bad there yeah. And bad to a degree that he, he... Yeah, because at first he told he, he told Isabel, no way. Like, we cannot go back. Or yeah. whatever, you know, he knew. He, he braced her plenty of times for that. But she she thought he was over-exaggerating. And then yeah. that, that leads us to my favorite piece of dialogue, where uh, she... The grandmother treats her like shit <laughs> for the first time. And they go... They, she takes uh, Owen into, into their room and uh, and says... Your grandmother's a fucking cunt. <laughs> and um yeah, because she she that she comes to that realization that he really wasn't uh exaggerating and that this 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 family is just totally And I feel at that point she understands kind of him on a deeper level because And at that yeah, at that point they want to just leave and but they but they don't leave because um they, f- I don't know. I guess they feel bad. Yeah, because um, no, they want to take the sister with them. Yeah, they feel bad for her, and they don't want to leave her again. Obviously, yeah. so they stick around for uh, for the sister. Yeah, being their their downfall. Um, there's that one scene where, yeah, how they're having that conversation, and Owen 
and Isabel realized that they do have something in common. They both hate the grandmother. <laughs> and I felt like that was some sort of, um, that was some sort of progress. And from that point on, they begin to, they begin to understand each other. He, he understands her more, she understands him, and they begin to, I don't know, work together? Yeah. Yeah, that I would say he, that that's true. He starts to understand that that Isabel's a human being too, and he kind of starts snapping out of his, out of his, dick-like behavior, if you will. Um, yeah, that you see his evolution, and he totally changes, and he's kind of. I mean, so not, not so to in, say that you fully saw it, but I feel like he became a good man. So yeah, yeah in a way, uh, bringing him back there to face his demons kind of did fix him. It's just a shame that... uh really have to face him. It's just a shame that he really doesn't have a chance to um, to really live that out. It's because uh, of that abrupt ending. Yeah. That happens. So, Speaking... But I, but I love about, that. I love bad... And that's another thing is I love bad endings sometimes because they're so... They're so... Um, they make you feel... Not just that, but I feel like, you know, from a writing aspect, you gotta be, you gotta kind of try to be, um, uh, you know, I don't know how to say it, like, just be unpredictable, yeah, you yeah. know, because there's so much material out there that you want to kind of, you know. Well, don't don't get me wrong, I didn't, I didn't, I don't dislike bad endings, just not this time. <laughs> like it just felt so shitty. I'm like, that's it. I, like that's the payout. Like I really wanted to see them um, grow and leave with with something worthwhile. Yeah. But just this instance, because you know, I I love a good bad ending, or a bad bad ending. Let's jump into um, another question. What what uh, what is your guys's favorite character of this film, and why? Whoever um, wants to go first. Yeah, yeah I'll take, go first. Take the helm. Uh, well, my favorite character is Owen because, in many ways, of course, yeah, he's sucking his dick all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's which just, is funny because you hate the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, fact, I hate his characters. Most of his characters that he's ever played, he always plays the pretty boy. Yeah, it's, always, he's just very typecast. I feel like. Yeah, he is very, very typecast, and you know what? He's obviously good looking but like man like come on could you have other roles aside from the but see boy? look he he's well, doing yeah it. well he's this this yeah this was the first time i'd ever seen it and i i hate him in entourage just because it's the guy's version of sex in the city and i just think it's so lame and oh man i can't say <laughs> enough about that show but um i've always hated him as an actor his roles are just too like west said typecast but slowly but surely, almost from the get-go, I began to love his character. Just the way he acts, the way he talks, um, the way he's... Definitely shows some, some very acting, acting, acting chops in this, for sure. Yeah, like, I, I believe this character. I, uh, um, I liked how, how he was very blunt about things. If he didn't like it, he'd let you know. You know, he's, he's not hiding anything. It, as... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As, I don't know, I guess cruel as it was. Yeah. He was very honest. And I thought that was I thought that was nice. Um, there's a couple of scenes in there where he just tells off his very assigned friends who were assigned by his girlfriend. He just tells them off, and I, that kind of felt refreshing because there's plenty of times where I've been assigned friends where I just bite my tongue and I'm just like, "All right, guys, let's all hold hands." Yeah, be friends. That's that's never a good feeling to yeah. do. You know, for your significant other to try to force things on you, but in in this case, I feel like it was just because she felt that he his him being a dick was isolating her, you know, her from her own family. Yeah, yeah. And she was trying to to to, I guess, uh, create some middle ground where they could have uh, people in common to to kind of hang out with, and that's in a way that's something that everybody wants, and uh, you know, there's good ways to do that in bad ways and yeah i like you know what if she i guess you know veering off a little if she didn't try to assign them and she's just like hey let's go hang out with these people like that that would have been more acceptable but um i liked his crudeness and i liked how he developed as a character um as the movie developed so owen all the way my favorite character was the grandmother because of how much of a crazy bitch she was um <laughs> She kind of held the movie together, I think. Yeah, she was definitely the glue. Yeah, no, she was like the foundation. Yeah, she she was she was the reason why the whole movie even happened. You know why he had his problems, why the daughter got burned, why you know. She was almost unbearable from the get go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love that because it's so as, as an actor, I feel like you're doing your job when you're able to to. Um, to have the audience really hate you and yeah, despise you, and, and she definitely, man, does yeah. she do that good? She she kind of reminded me of. She's the, very terrifying. Yeah, she kind of reminded me of the old woman from Insidious. Yeah, who was actually. Um, let let me drop a, some you know a fun fact for you from Insidious real quick. But that dude, the dude from the original Insidious, or the the girl yeah. that's in the veil, that that spirit or whatever, is actually a dude. Dressed up in drag. What? Yep. And we actually saw him at Monster Palooza. No fucking way. Yeah, Are that's not that's not a girl. That's what? A, that's a that's a man. Oh wait, wait. Was it the the And they later reveal that yeah, in Insidious Three. Yeah, but... yeah. Oh, okay, fuck. Okay. Yeah, no, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I haven't seen Insidious Three in so long, so I didn't know. Yeah, but but before they made Insidious Three, I feel like that was a play on you don't really know, but yeah, that, no, that is totally really a man seen. in the first one. Yeah, oh, I thought I thought it was just an old woman 
in the first one, and then they made it into a man. And, like, oh, no, no. That, he, was a man, he was a man. He was a man from okay. the beginning, but they don't let you know that. And uh, then they, they kind of worked that into the Yeah, that, I thought that was kind of weird that they did that. I, I preferred <laughs> that they just kept it as, you know, just an uncanny face. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, that convention that we went to... And I believe, the, uh, veering off real quick, um, in Insidious, that the red, the lipstick demon, the red dude, he's also the composer for, for that film. So there's all these little kind of, oh yeah yeah that's there's so all these cool. there, yeah. there's all these Easter eggs in there. Yeah. That's really cool. I know that that has no bearing on this conversation whatsoever, <laughs> but that's what podcasts are for: is to have fun and kind of uh, be a kind of educational experience, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, going back to the grandmother. Um... I, I couldn't stand her from the get-go, and I, I felt like like I was right in there with him, and I couldn't wait for all of us to leave her goddamn house from the get-go. I was like, shit, when the hell are you going to leave? You know, I guess, you know, little did I know that half of them wouldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> or half of the, of the guests wouldn't leave. Yeah. Oh, man. Another thing that I really... Uh, getting ready to close out this uh this half of the episode two i felt like the dialogue throughout this especially in the beginning when they're kind of showing you their relationship man some of that fiery dialogue back and forth is so tight and so well written and even the acting is just so you really feel for them and uh and what they're going through and and it's funny too a lot of this movie (laughs) is darkly funny and you find yourself laughing. I wouldn't say it's really a comedy per se. I would think it's a dr- maybe like a well, drama. It was kind of a, a comedy in the beginning, and then it just got real dark towards the end. Yes, you know? yes. It kind well, of I, switches. I wouldn't, it's I wouldn't a, really call it a comedy. Either. I would just say that that it's a more. It's a hybrid film for sure. It's more of a serious tone film, but there are aspects that can be comical. It's just very um, dark, like dark and kind of. Uh, I don't. I don't even know the word. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I would say so. There's plenty of pieces in there that were very close to home. Yeah. Yeah. Just Big like time. yeah, yeah. Like um, the way he acts, the way he treats her friends, the way people treat him, their relationships. The they're just all day. hallmarks of regular of everyday life. Um, moving on to something else. What did you guys think about Pearl? Ugh. Oh yeah, the, the, not so much of a of a Pearl in the end. Pearl was cool. I, I feel like she she adds a a kind of gritty a grittiness to the film because because she's um she's tormented by the accident by the fire and and. Uh, and kind of just misunderstood. And misunderstood? It turned, and she it, fucking took a snake out of the toilet and let herself get bit by it and snapped its neck. What do you mean misunderstood? She's fucking crazy. Crazy, but but <laughs> once again, it's she's crazy in the way that Owen's crazy just because of what... I think she's even more fucked up because she had to spend more time with the grandmother yeah, than she did. Just the hand, yeah, well, yeah. She's justifiably nuts. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, not and just because of the way she turned out physically, but because of the people she was influenced by. And it's just terrible. It, go, it comes back to the re- religious aspect because she. It turn, uh, you find out later in the film that she's a, a, a lesbian, that yeah. she likes women, and she falls in love with uh, Isabel's character, which is a subplot, which I really liked. Yeah. Because the grandmother, <clears throat> I feel like she's disgusted by... Um, by Pearl because and the fact that she, she knows that she's gay. Well, because, yeah, because she told the grand, uh, the, she, the mother and father before they passed too. Yeah, and she goes back when she goes to Why see. Why she alive then? When she goes to see the, the when she goes to see the mm-hmm. preacher, uh, oh, she pretty. she makes this comment. She's like, "Oh, she's still queer as ever." Yeah. Something which is well, see, well, I don't think she meant it in that way because queer actually means strange. So I don't think it could have meant. No, else. I think she knows. Yeah, she, remember because uh, she said that um, the grandmother. That uh, Pearl said that the grandmother found out that she was kissing. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I, oh, that's like that's that's. Uh, and that's why she's say. in the fire in the whole. It was like pre-planned because she. I feel like the grandmother felt like she was a sinner. Yeah. yeah. And she burned that. Tried to burn them all alive. Yeah. And so, her uh, her spoiler alert. The grandmother's whole plan. The whole thing's a damn spoiler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the grandmother's plan, in a nutshell, was that. She wanted to burn her whole family alive because she felt like they were sinners. They were all sinners. And she yeah. failed at that. Mm-hmm. But she but she has she basically um tells she believes that God had talked to her, came to her in a vision and and uh tells her that, you know, silent, what, huh? what she's got to what she has to do. Yeah. And then when she fails, um he's she inevitably comes back and and kind of says you know like i'm having these visions again so i know what i have to do and she tries to finish the job and that's basically the second that's the conclusion of the film and uh we won't ruin it completely for you yeah but it's an amazing um i don't know oh uh one more thing i want to do to cap it off is uh this is I'm not sure if we mentioned this, but we we watched this on Netflix. There's some Netflix gold, mm. yeah. uh, hidden, That's for sure. a little hidden, hidden gem. gem. I don't think it has very many stars, which is very weird. Yeah, it's no, a, it doesn't. It's a, an excellent film. Well, you know what? I feel like the ending might have helped decrease those stars. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the ending. Um, uh, I like it. I, mean, I think I, it fits for the for for the. The style of film it is, it's kind of very like boom, boom. Well, it's not bad, but I feel like, you know, on a more general I know you wanted spectrum, you wanted a little bit more closure. I, I, I did, like but I mean, regardless there. of that, I feel like as just a general, as far as, uh, you know, your everyday run-of-the-mill moviegoer is concerned, it might have been a little too too much. Because, you know, if you, if you watch your... your I want to say A-lister movies, you know, they don't typically go for that kind of ending. And I feel like maybe that might have been off-putting and that's why it's got such a low rating. Or that, it didn't get, you know, just my in my opinion, I feel like that, that could have been what hurt its uh, score, but it, it was a great movie for sure. I can't deny that. Um, can I say something real quick? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I have one question about Pearl. When she says that she, uh, the friend that she kissed that she got in trouble with, mm-hmm. why does she know if she doesn't have any knowledge of like computers, phones, anything like that? How does she know that she's married and has kids now? That the 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 woman that she kissed like when she was younger. 
Oh, that's a good point. Maybe, How does she know that? Maybe she lives in town. Does she spy on her? Does she go... Oh, that's creepy. And, you know... Yeah, because she could Stalk be. her? Oh, you... There was... Because she was stalking Isabel. You know? Like... Well, she does leave the house. Remember that one scene where she's outside the window? She does lurk. So yeah. she could have possibly... Man, there, there's so much we didn't cover that... I mean... <laughs> there, there's just so much that hasn't been covered that won't even be in this podcast, but... That, that's a good point. Um, you just gotta go watch the movie. That is a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's available maybe, maybe on a, Netflix. Upon a second viewing. Yeah, maybe if you're done. There, there'd be a, there'd be a little bit more. More of a what's that word I'm looking for? Closure in some of these answers. <laughs> there, there, there's plenty to talk about that we just haven't gotten around to. Just like there's this one scene where there's a skeleton underneath the house's structure. Maybe that was the girlfriend maybe it was a grandfather maybe it was some neighbor maybe it was some kid maybe maybe Pearl killed somebody because they made fun of her face oh man I mean (laughs) now we're just now now we're just I feel like a lot of that's put in there for to to speculate on and to just to give that overall eerie feel of 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 the grandmother and and what's going on the bigger picture how did Owen not even see the skeleton though that's what I don't understand. It was way off in the yeah, distance. Yeah, I think I feel like they they just put it so close to the screen on purpose to make you feel how distant it was. And uh-huh. also, and plus when you're it was, down, it was pretty well I've, lit, but it was supposed to be dark down. Yeah, there, so. I've been down under across the, the yeah the it foundation was light outside, and there's a light directly well, no, on see the that, skeleton. Well, like when when I had just come in into your shot. place right now, I could not see anything in your room. So he, oh, you know he, he was. So, you know, he's outside, it's bright, he comes in, it's really dim. Being no, down, yeah, yeah being down like, in, a, in a, under a foundation like that, you aren't focusing on, you cannot see, you know, off yeah, to the side. It, okay. It's very, yeah, it's, it's off-putting and that's why he just doesn't see it. But I, I would, that is a good question on who that is and how Pearl knows about uh, the girl's family. I forgot about her. I forgot her name. Who? The I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, they they did mention it, but uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, we have the Scream Two portion coming up. So, oh yeah. What, what do you guys want to do uh, as far as capping off our thoughts for um, this portion of the? Of well, the podcast? capping off. I don't know if we mentioned whether or not we were going to be doing thirty-minute segments or roughly thirty-minute segments. I don't know if we'd mentioned that before. Maybe we haven't. We're trying it out. We're trying it out. Yeah, we're, we're going to try 30 minutes. Although, I could see where we might need a little bit more time just because there's so much to talk about. Like 40 but, minutes, maybe? Like but we're, we're experimenting right now, so we don't know if it's going to be 30 minutes. But, you know, we're starting out, so we'll... we'll smoothing out those rough edges and... I feel like this, uh, this is a special thing because of... Uh, we're trying to get you to watch the screen, yeah, yeah. the screen movies. Yeah. So, and, so and it might be a one timer, and I don't know if you guys like it. Then it might happen more often, or you know, it'll evolve and adapt to whatever format you end up using. <laughs> um, closing thoughts. Um, closing thoughts on trash, um, trash fire. <laughs> if, if I gave, if I gave it um, a one out of ten rating, I think I'm. Firmly sticking with a seven, and I'm leaving it at that. Okay. I'm gonna say ten 
because this is the second best movie that I've seen so far and this year, this year, this this beginning year. I could change my mind if I see a better movie, but oh. it's the second best movie besides Logan. That's strong. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that you should definitely go watch this because uh, what gave it a 10 for me is the ending. The ending is super fucking Um high. Wes definitely has some thoughts on that. What, what are your final thoughts? Uh, I would say, I would give this film, I think I already said this once but i'm gonna stick with an eight because i really love it i think it's near perfect um but i don't know it's it's i wouldn't say it's a perfect film it's you know it's flawed in a little bit of ways but nothing that's too drastic just a little changes here and there yeah just minute things and uh the acting is solid the story is solid the i love the originality of it and the um the kind of hybrid film that kind of mixes all of these it was fresh it, it did feel like something elements right. of horror elements of comedy elements are you know it's a it's a drama it's hard hitting you know and and very relatable in a lot of ways <clears throat> in a lot of dark ways actually yeah and uh, i love the religious aspect of it and i don't know and, and i agree with 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 sam on the ending being a, a strong uh one of the strongest points whether you love it or you hate it, yeah. it, it you can't ignore the ending yeah, it's, no, the ending it's, it's incredible um yeah so i don't know i think uh here at dropped a mic we, we we approve of this film yeah so go stream it on netflix as soon as you can and stick around for uh our review of scream 2 my mother's a fucking cunt yeah i know So it's our job to observe the rules of the sequel. Number one, the body count is always bigger. Number two, the death scenes are always much more elaborate. More blood, more gore. Carnage, candy. Hey guys, and we're back with the uh, the second half of uh, our second episode. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, 97 film Scream 2. Also directed by Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson. Um, it's f it's pretty much a star-studded cast. Uh, we got Jamie Kennedy, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Timothy Oliphant, Jerry O'Donnell, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, that's just a few of... Damn, the list goes on. Yeah. Of uh, people that make appearances in this film. It's pretty crazy. Um... So the story behind this one is uh, it takes place a few years after the original Scream. It places Sid now in college with a new batch of friends and, and a boyfriend. Uh, along with some familiar faces from the, from the original film. Some of the, basically all of the survivors make their way back into to this uh, sequel. So uh, in the beginning of the film there's another uh, murder that involves some of the students that goes that go to that attended uh, Sid's college and this pretty much sets off a, a chain of events uh, on on campus and, and Sid soon 
realizes that there's a uh, copycat killer uh, coming after her. And, and Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our buddies again. So uh, what did you guys think about this film? Um, the intro alone was... Was intense because you know, um, back then when that came out, that, that wasn't really that wasn't a real thing, you know, murders in movie theaters. Oh, yeah, yeah. And as I was watching this, I was like, damn, that was that was another time for sure. Um, you know, that whole shooting that happened during Batman, yeah. In, in the previous episode about Scream, we were talking about how, how how movies are movies and you know you should be able to distinguish reality from you know movies but it's funny because in this movie the same sort of thing happens where you know you should be able to distinguish movies from real life yet um you know this movie's dated now and stuff like that has happened now so a different um different impact than it would have um had with me having if I had seen this uh, prior to having known that there's, you know, shootings out there. So that scene was really intense for me. I mean, just, damn, the things people have been through with scenarios like that. So that, that scene really moved me on that level. But as far as the movie's concerned, um, if I had seen this back then, that it would have been nothing. But that really just, like, threw me back. I don't know. What did you guys think about that scene? Did you guys uh, see it the same in the same light? Yeah, well, well I, it's been a few years since I watched this one, and and this is probably my one of my favorite sequels in, in like in general. Just as far as sequels go, I think this is super strong, and it's uh it's completely on the same level as its predecessor, in my opinion, and uh, and this beginning the beginning scene it's with Jada Pinkett Smith, and uh, Omar Epps, I believe his name is. And basically, they're just going to a movie, trying to have fun. They go to a scary movie, and they're they're handing out these uh, ghost face masks, which I thought was a really intense cool or ghost freebie. ghost face costumes. Yeah, yeah. It's the full costume, which is which is awesome. Um, and so everybody in the in the audience is dressed the same, and it's kind of to commemorate like uh, this stab film, which is funny because. This film, the film within a film, is supposed to be based on true events. So it's kind of sick in a way that they, this this theater would think it's okay to hand out costumes yeah. to yeah. something that really happened. I mean, you know what? Because that... they're playing off the Woodsboro murders in this movie as they really, really happened. And, and well, I mean, if we're going to go that route, you, the same could be said about the Chain, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah, but see... Because that's a real real life story and then you know loosely based it's very movie. very loose yeah because it's about it's more about a family but i totally see where you're going with this but at the same time it's kind of like i feel like it's like oh hey leatherface costumes although you know he didn't wear that it symbolizes a very real killer 
Yeah. I actually kind of like Dennis's point of view on the whole beginning of the movie because he's seeing it as like, oh, this shit actually happened, as in like shootings and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I see it as it being a cliche slasher movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I like how you have a totally different like top top topsy turvy. Yeah, and that's that's perspective. that's why these things. This is so cool. What, what's what we're doing right now? Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, we all are, you know, coming away with this screening, from, interpreting yeah. it differently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I still miss Drew Barrymore. <laughs> It was funny, that intro, I was like, oh, man, that's so lame, that, like, Drew Barrymore knockoff. Um, it's really corny, like, most of the intro was super corny, but I thought that was really cool. I... Like, the way she dies. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked everything about the intro, it was so damn corny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like it was that that corny it, it was most it was no like the the, the the movie that they were watching with you know the stab the way she died in front of the screen how is that not corny yeah it, it was, doesn't bother me it was super cheese but i mean not in a I bad mean, way it's a 90s film what do you expect i, I don't think it was bad at all i just i i thought they they meant for it to be corny oh okay. yeah so i'm and in that sense i thought it was pretty funny well i i, I really liked how Everybody is is messing around, you know, in the crowd, and and nobody um, is paying attention. But there, there's this yeah. person getting murdered, and and they and they focus in on this one person. I guess she, you know, Jada brushes up against her and gets some blood on her, and she's looking down like, what the, yeah. what the fuck, you know, like this is real blood. It's a split second that you could probably yeah yeah, yeah miss. I, know, I saw that yeah miss right away but um, I'm pretty sure um, I saw her and she like runs out of the movie theater mm-hmm. I didn't see her run out of the movie theater yeah because she, she's like put, confused no like she there. starts pushing through the crowd oh yeah. oh I didn't see that yeah. yeah it was brief but they they show it but yeah I thought that that was so that was cool and and, and I love um, what Dennis uh, brought up I guess about how it's it's dated and and when you go back and you look at you know things like that and you relate it to things that have happened now it's kind of more disturbing yeah like you were saying like you know if you had seen that when it came out it'd be like oh yeah that's whatever you know yeah oh, um... it's more unsettling because of things that have already happened in in theaters yeah because I, I brought up a point to Wes when uh we saw that scene that you know, it's a shame you can't wear costumes to movies anymore. It's because of that fact. You know, these things. You yeah, know. even at the... I think even at the, like... I want I think Star Wars. Like, for Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. They didn't... You could not cosplay. What? Yeah, you to couldn't. To go watch it. There, there's, like... They, they posted banners and things outside because of Because they're afraid people are going to smother... Your smuggle... Uh, uh, weapons in their costumes or do some crazy Or like crazy bring stuff. real like guns as stormtroopers and just act like they're fake. <laughs> I know, right? Or have real kyber crystals in their lightsabers. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, all I'm saying is I wish you know, when uh, Danny McBride's Halloween comes out that they give full-blown costumes. That'd be so cool. I don't think they're going to do that. As Yeah, uh, touching on that real quick, I'm really excited because John Carpenter is on board with that project, and uh, he might score it. I don't think that's official yet. Uh, I mean, there could be 
but I'm not aware of them yet. Yeah, yeah. Except for I know that it's. They said that it's going to be a sequel to the original, continuing that continuity. So. Uh, oh. Okay. So what's it? What's it following up on? I mean, do do you know which number it's? Um. Following up. I mean, is it? Is it after number two? Is it after number three? Does I it think continue? They said or? one. Yeah, but I, I guess it would be one and two because that's a basic one. It's in the same night, so I'm not sure. But I that's know, cool. I know they said that it was supposed to be a continuation of the original. Uh, but anyway, so the original being um, the John Carpenter version, right? Yeah, like the very, very first. Hmm. Well, getting back on track. Yeah, back, back, <laughs> back to Scream Two, the uh, the. Night, what is it, 97? Uh, what do you guys th- think of it? Uh, think about it. Well, I favorite, like... Favorite favorite character. I like that. I like Sydney because um, she was the only female character that got attacked. Well, the only one that fought back that got attacked besides Cece. Was it Cece? Yeah. Yeah, and besides Cece, she was like throwing shit at the fucking yeah, yeah. serial killer. She actually, uh, Sydney actually fought back and like punched him in the face and like all that kind of stuff. So I really, I really think that. That was really cool. Yeah, she's like one of the ultimate final girls, you know, that she <laughs> never can, she never gets taken out. Yeah. And I dig that. You know, Dewey's really lame, but I, I like him. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, even though, like, there, I forgot exactly what he said, but, um, you made a good point about how he seems like he's dumb, but he's really not. Yeah. yeah. Well, basically that he he's doing that on purpose yeah. so that so that he can so fly people... under the radar, and uh, and it's basically like uh, there there's this piece of dialogue from a film called Disturbing Behavior that's also from I think it's like from ninety eight, and uh, one of the janitors of a school. <laughs> uh, of that school in that in that movie, he's he acts really like dumb like he's something's wrong with him and he it finally gets revealed that he's he's doing it on purpose because and he says uh it's am, it's amazing how interesting people become when they think that you're really really stupid and oh, i think <laughs> that logic is basically what he was what he's uh what dennis is talking about with dewey uh david arquette's yeah because I, I you know he he seems like such a coward, but when push comes to shove, he tries to save the day, and he makes effort. Uh, what did you think about Dewey this time around? Dewey, uh, uh, he was, I'll just talk for uh, briefly about it real quick, but uh, I love the, that he kind of carries the theme of, of Scream in this one. Like I was telling you about, I don't know if we recorded it, but uh, they do this little jingle every time he comes around and I feel like he's kind of the unofficial yeah like mascot (laughs) a little bit like the kind of like you know he he really cares about Sid and and, and what's going on and he's really trying to help and even though he he usually gets a short end of the stick he's kind of the more positive uh, element of this whole franchise yeah don't don't spoil it for me but i i kind of i'm i'm kind of excited to see where his character is taken in number four mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i'd like to see him succeed in some way wait you mean number three no number four i mean like i'm i can't wait till we get to that point oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. watch them because we're watching them in sequence yeah uh, but uh let's okay. let's hear from you what, what did you think about dewey um i don't really have 
anything on Dewey, to be honest. I don't really think nothing of him, you know? He's you know, just you know what I thought was funny? That, um, uh, uh, don't mean to interrupt, but, um, the fact that his arm is crippled. Yeah. Yeah, he got stabbed in the back, and he's also got some limp. Well, I mean, maybe he like got stabbed in like. I, I feel the like like that was or something. I feel like yeah. maybe that was poor writing on their part, but they just kind of like left it in there well, as some the, like kind of joke. Also, why would he like limp the way he runs? You know. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's like, it looks like his whole he can't use like his whole side. Yeah, yeah. So. Because they, uh, I feel like that's not a a big deal. It's just like he. He got stabbed at a point and it severed, it cut some nerves or whatever, and it, so it maimed his arm and he has a hitch in his walk or whatever, mm. which they, uh, I, I believe they keep that going for for a while. Yeah. And then he gets stabbed even in this in in yeah, so yeah. he gets stabbed like three more times <laughs> I think. Damn. In the back too. Yeah, I bet he's gonna. I mean, I hope he's not in a wheelchair number number four, but. So we did. So we did favorite character. What was your guys's uh, favorite scene, or should I say favorite kill? Favorite kill. Favorite kill. Oh man. Um, I think the whole the whole scene at the beginning with um, well, at the beginning of the movie, within the movie, <laughs> where. Um, I forgot what the character's name is, but the character being played by someone else who's supposed to be portraying Drew Barrymore's character gets stabbed numerous times and then ends up... Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's the wrong, that's the wrong kill. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. Cece. Yeah, there you go, yeah. That's your favorite? Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. the one. That's the one. Because uh, she gets stabbed so many times and then, like, at the very end, she gets shoved off the balcony. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. And they just show in her case. fall. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a really good kill. I think that's honestly the most memorable. Yeah, that whole, that whole um, when he slips in through the through the front door because he makes it seem like he might be already in the house and he really isn't, and she starts to leave, and uh, she leaves the door open and she gets distracted by one of her some. It, it ends up being that one of her sisters because they're a, it's a sorority house. They are in the house and. She, she gets scared by her, and then in the background you see Ghostface slip in. You know what? Though, the, the, I feel like that. I mean, I know it's only the second movie, but I feel like that. That's a little tired. You know, the whole two killers. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I hope by number three it's just like one really, really, really crafty guy doing uh -huh. all this by himself. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, no, no ties to anybody else. Just. It's funny, I, I love that I know, and I can't, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> like, I, I would love to see it just be, like, one really crafty guy coming up with all this, you know. He's unhinged, and he's got no ties to anybody. I mean, that'd be pretty cool, but if they keep the two-killer theme going, I mean, I guess I wouldn't have any complaints either. Um, also, you know, that, that whole scene with him slipping in, I feel like he gave it away too, too soon for me. Because, you know, he slips in, but he's clearly not holding a phone. Yeah. So, uh, right off but the is, bat, I'm like... But isn't pause, though? Because she's like, oh, is... Uh... No, no, the, the, conversation, the conversation was still going, and that's how I noticed that there was two killers. Because he says something, and he just slips in. And 
And I thought that was kind of lame. I'm like, man, I need to know right away that there's two killers. I, I just like that whole that whole shot setup. Yeah. Like from a cinematography standpoint, I, I love that he's you know they did the rack focus the way that he's uh he's out of you know you can't really see you just see like this blurry image but you know exactly what's going on. He mm -hmm. slips in to one of the closets or whatever, and then you just know that shit's gonna go down because her friend's gonna leave. And she thinks she's okay. And then he's just like, oh, you wish it was dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, and yeah, like he was saying, uh, the, the kill was really good. When they run up the stairs and she's throwing shit at him and puts up a real fight. And then uh, she, he, you know, or whoever it is. Because I, what, okay, let me hit on something else. I love the fact when it is two killers that you can go back and you you kind of you have to you can kind of try to figure out wh who's doing you know which kill is done by who yeah you know like you know who looks taller who looks or you know yeah I hadn't thought about that that's crazy that's a good point you know what I would have liked I feel like this is probably gonna be a reoccurring theme the suit doesn't change mm -hmm. uh, I mean like. For me personally, you know, kills are kills, but um, I feel like the suit plays a big part in it, and if it doesn't evolve, I kind of lose interest. Even if it's like, you know, whatever, a new killer, but like maybe they take, they come out with their own interpretation of the ghost face costume, that, you know, because it's not the same killer anymore, so somebody else takes on this messed up mantle and they don't have the same resources so they come up with their own version but it you know still ghost face like i would have liked that but pretty sure they're gonna use the same costume to all four and don't spoil it for me yet because i haven't seen them yet but i'm assuming that they're gonna be the same costume uh yeah well, well i mean we'll just have to wait and see when we watch them yeah but uh let's see so you didn't have anything on Dewey. Yeah. What about your uh, favorite? Do you have a favorite kill? Um, I have three favorite kills, and involved both of the killers. The way both of the killers oh, died. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, and then also the way her uh, Sydney's boyfriend died while he was hung up like Jesus Christ. <laughs> that shit was fucking funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, but not to like offend any Christian people, but that that shit was kind of funny to me. Yeah, the, you know what, the, I, I guess I failed to mention, but yeah, that double tap at the very end. Yeah. I thought that was cool because... With Mickey just getting he, up and then him flying back? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, 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 I, I, I hated that one because... <laughs> I think he's talking about the, the, the Billy's mom. Yeah. Oh, cause, yeah, cause yeah. Because no handgun is ever going to push you back like that. Yeah. That, that was just, I mean, unrealistic. Although this is just a movie, but... I thought um, that was funny. I like the double tap because you never see anybody in horror movies make sure that they're absolutely dead, and that I definitely like. You know, you get closure. He's yeah, gone. he's gone. And, and you see it. her blink at the end too. Yeah. Yeah. So she could have still be alive. You know. I mean, yeah. I don't know how if the bullet went through her throat and well, she, possibly maybe, her spine. Maybe I mean, yeah. maybe she was just paralyzed. Maybe. But that, that's just speak. that's just being too, too. I feel like in this franchise, uh, they do like the campy, like, well, a little bit of campy dialogue, specifically for Sydney towards the end of the movie. She always has her little one-liners. Yeah. 
Which would be like, not in my movie. Just in case. <laughs> Something silly like that. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's very 90s, but I love it. Um, let's see. We're getting close to uh, wrapping up. But what else? You, you know what? Uh, uh, side note. Or not really a side note. Um, I actually did like this one way better. Than the, than the original? Yeah. I, I can only hope that number three piques my interest further. I know number four will just because of the plain and simple fact that, that you've got an original cast returning to reprise their very old roles. In that sense, number four will still continue to interest me. Um, as far as number three, it's going to have to do a lot to... Number three, I think you're going to appreciate the reveal. Um, that's all I'm going to say, but... Uh like I was telling you in the first one, in the first podcast, I, I touch on this, but at the time there was a uh, some violence, you know, some violent oh, crimes right, right, that had right. happened, and they kind of were blaming it on horror movies. So Wes Craven, out of respect, they kind of dumbed down a lot of the violence, and they tried to go for a more uh, funny, you know, funny film, or, or like where the kills had already happened, and you kind of see them later. Yeah. Oh, okay. kind of stuff so it, it's a little different than these first two but uh, you know what I feel like that's a reoccurring theme in horror movies mm-hmm. they're pretty scary at first and somewhere along the way mm-hmm. somebody decides to to goof mm-hmm. it up has Scream ever been scary though? <laughs> I mean I can't I, can't I mean say it's it just really been is, like but... a really like classic slasher film you know like I don't really consider it scary I just consider it well slasher is is, is a branch of horror yeah. Like I was telling him, it's all in your uh, perception if slashers are scary or if you just like them. Yeah, yeah. because people may perceive slashers scary because they're on because the more blood, realistic uh, side. You know, a lot of people... Like, this This is like a crime drama to me. Yeah. yeah. With elements of horror because yeah, of no, the it's just like a not knowing... Yeah, because if, you know, the idea of somebody coming up and stabbing you in the dark is scary, this, be- this is definitely scary. That, because... Um, Knives are very intimate, you know. When yeah. you're stabbing someone, it's de- very different than shooting them from yep. a distance. Yeah. It's very, you know. You're it's getting, personal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, very, very personal. And, you know, and that's, and that's scary or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and the way that they, like, how it was a copycat killer, that's scary because that is something that could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put it in, like, a uh, realistic view, yeah, it's scary, but just, like, it, as it, like, a movie like this, you know, uh-huh. like, it's, it's just, all, like, yeah. it's just, like, background noise kind yeah, of thing, honest, like, in a party or for something. For me, uh, <laughs> things involving uh, demons, ghosts, uncanny figures, those are more scary for me, but I do enjoy these type of movies. Um, but, um, yeah, getting back to that other point, um, I feel like horror movies, and more so specifically slashers, always tend to deviate from horror and just kind of slowly drift into some sort of comedic form of uh, film. Um, for example, Friday the 13th, they've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like, like Freddy versus Jason was a big joke. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, Turned Chucky in, did it. Yeah, Chucky definitely did it. Um, I feel like Jason X. What was that? Dove one? into that category. It's just a, yeah. That's what was that a, one movie that is like Valentine something? It was like a horror movie. It's like a slasher movie. 
Is that it? That's not it, is it? Yeah. It is? Oh. <laughs> That's really funny that you're wearing a shirt that I bought that bring that up. <laughs> um, I feel like, um, which other movie did that? Um, well, I mean, I guess this movie as well. What did you think was funny about Valentine? Is that the one that you're talking about? I don't know, but there's this there's this one slasher movie that's has the word Valentine or something and he wears like a like a like a mask. Oh, is it like that a, mask or is it the no, gas no, mask? No, 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 it's a gas mask. Okay, that's yeah, um, no, my that's, bloody Valentine. Yeah, my bloody Valentine. That was a, that was a slasher movie yeah, that, that was comedic. Was that like coal miner? Yeah. With the original or the uh, the dumb remake? The dumb remake. Yeah, the remake. Was that supposed was, to be the, funny? Yeah, the remake was bad. It was funny to me. It, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I can't even comment. Uh, it's just weird. Cult, was it just weird, culty film? Yeah. Is it because no, man, I've I've heard plenty about that film. Um, it was it was it was a joke. I've never seen. I don't think I've ever. Or I've seen the original a long time ago, and it's a and it's like a midnight movie, and they and a few years ago they redid it, but in mm -hmm. three it, the whole gimmick was My Bloody Valentine 3D. Yeah. And they shot it for 3D, but it was just really bad, and it has the guy from Supernatural, not the tall dude from Friday the 13th, but the other one. Yeah, yeah. But the whole movie just seems very, even the way it's shot and stuff, it just seems very like kind of. Hokey and, and weird. And, just yeah. and, too wrapped around the 3D gimmick? Well, I don't know. I too just wrapped around being bullshit. To yeah, be I just honest. couldn't <laughs> take it seriously. Yeah. It just I know, felt it's... like it was just really lame and, and it didn't need to be remade. Yeah, no, it didn't. At but all. there's a lot of stuff out there that didn't, doesn't need to be yeah. remade or rebooted. Or... Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I wouldn't mind them having been remade if they didn't suck so bad. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know about the, uh, you know Ninja Turtles. <laughs> hey, I love them too, but those movies suck. <laughs> yeah, number like two was 3D, better than number one. The three D Ninja Turtles that are on like Nickelodeon right now fucking suck. Oh man, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, sh so that's even worse. <laughs> than so bad. I hate that so bad. Oh man, you're breaking my heart with these remakes. Um, yeah, I I like this movie. I honestly just. Hope number three has something to offer. I give it a seven. A seven? Okay. Um, and Dennis? I forgot what I gave the last one, but I think I'll give this one. I, I think you, you gave, gave trash, it a seven. Trash Fire seven. No, no, yeah. not. not uh, oh, oh, Scream. Oh, yeah, oh. Scream. Oh. Um, I think I'd give this a, a nine. A nine? What? Hey, hey. I, I, honestly, I, like, <laughs> as far as Ghostface, I don't love the character, but I don't hate him anymore. Um, I enjoy this one way more than the first one. That's good. And like I said, I hope the next one brings something to the table. I'm sure, like I said, number four will just because of the fact that it's a really old cast and they're all coming back together. So it'd be interesting to see how how they portray their characters after so many years. Because I'm sure there's going to be some differences here and there. They're not going to act so... So 90s or so Y2K. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I give it a 9. I definitely enjoy this one way more. What about you? Okay, um, I'll, probably, I'll probably go with you on the 9. I wouldn't, yeah. quite, I wouldn't quite say it's a 10 for me, but a 9 because I said that it's probably my favorite sequel um and i feel like i'm being i might be a little too generous with that nine because usually i gauge 
everything from a five and lower, and that's typically where it stands, but um, I did really enjoy this one. Um, number one was okay for me just because I was watching it for the first time, but coming back to his character, number two's definitely stepped it up a lot. Um, and I feel like they play off, once again, they go like uh, very meta, and, and they play off of not, you know, off the sequel. Like, yeah, yeah. It, this is mm -hmm. a sequel, but they play by those rules again. Yeah. They're like, oh, the rules of the original <laughs> don't count because this is the second part. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, if they are aware of what's going on, and I and I really dig that about this. It's like, um, another point I want to bring is, like, how can they continue after number two? Like, anybody who is relevant is already dead unless... Unless they're the core. It's really, like, the core people that are, are left. You got you. You still got Dylan. Yeah, unless, you still got like Sid, the you main still, guys. You still got Cotton. You still got uh, Dewey. Uh, who's the reporter? Gale. Yeah, I mean, oh, so it's all the main players. But who who takes on the mantle next? Is it one of them? Is it? Is it uh, like I don't know some new Loomis relative, or <laughs> or maybe the janitor died. Let's just say, uh, for 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 the, like the kill and the gore factor that the three is lacking. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. The reveal is pretty cool. I'll say that that yeah. the reveal saves that film and That's makes it and makes it uh, uh, wraps up. Is that, it Wes Craven? Yeah, <laughs> wraps up that trilogy pretty nicely, in my opinion. But like I said, I'm not gonna tell you. I want you to watch it. Going so in kind of blind. was number three supposed to just literally be the end? Uh, yeah, it was the end for a while, and, and, and like I told you, years later, two thousand eleven. Uh, they were gonna kick off. That is interesting. Uh, they were gonna kick off another trilogy. Yeah, yeah. we hit on that <clears throat> in the other podcast, but it didn't do well enough. Like it made its money back and yeah. a little bit, but they didn't think it wasn't a monster hit. So. Uh, they never... It's because they took too long to remake one, like the fourth one. I guess you could say that, but I, I felt like, I feel it, like was, if they... it was cool because of the technology change. Mm -hmm. Like where, you know, where in these ones, you had to go out and buy a voice changer, but now you can have a voice changer oh, on your so... smartphone. Yeah. It's like so much more easier and accessible and anybody can be the killer and, you know... <laughs> And and all these core members are like super older now, so you have that, and it's just like boom. you know what if they were gonna, <laughs> if they were gonna do a number four, the points I brought up in the previous podcast um, would have been good to explore. You know, a more uncanny looking version of the suit. Mm -hmm. You know, if, let's say you know it has been years within the movie world and also in the real world. Like, why not evolve the suit? You know, because that will always uh, pique viewers' interest, you know, like, okay, a new suit, new dynamics, how will this affect, um, how will this affect the, um, the new killer, in what ways will he, will he adapt the suit to the way he's killing people, you know, like, I, I would have liked to have seen him a little bit more. I don't want to say Michael Myers, but yeah, I guess Michael Myers-esque, where he's kind of like looming in the shadows, 
Mm-hmm. And you only get well, he kinda, a glimpse here and there. He kind of did the whole, like, kill, 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 kill kind of thing in the beginning with uh, Cece. You know, over the phone. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. doing no, the that, whole Michael no, Myers thing. No, that was her friend. Michael oh, Parker. oh, it was? Oh, oh. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, you know, like, I, I know for a fact that, like, number four brought the same suit back. Because I've seen it on the on the box art, but um, yeah, why why not change the suit? Why not? You know, I think that that's what they're trying to do with the series, and I don't want to go into the series anymore. But they did. That's what they yeah, yeah. Up. I don't feel like they they did the suit justice. I mean, the suit itself, the mask was okay, but like the whole poncho thing mm-hmm. was kind of off putting. The mask was definitely uncanny, and I don't mind that they tried making a new face. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, going into a new new movie, you know, new time for this series, I feel like, you know, okay, if they're, if they're going to stick with this whole, like, phone call thing, why not have a mic inside of his, inside of his mask, you know, like, this crack pot has, like, developed the suit itself, so, you know, if... If, God damn it, if the villains in Scooby-Doo can have high-tech suits, why can't Ghostface? Well... Right? I mean... Jason didn't. What do you mean? Michael Myers didn't. Jason didn't, you know? No, I know, but I mean, you know, like, Ghostface, <laughs> he just seems like that kind of character. He's just so, so really? Hollywood, I feel like... Oh, okay. You know, the... the it's very, very... He's a very different serial killer. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, they didn't change the other serial killer... Uh, Serial killer suits and stuff like that. So no, I mean, I but just, I mean, you know, like this this guy is clearly based around Hollywood. You know, this killer revolves around movies. Mm-hmm. Why not have the technology within the suit to enhance his? I guess his that image? makes sense, but at the same time, I feel like that would be cheesy to me too. I don't yeah. know. If, yeah. I don't know if it would uh, translate very I mean, well. It's all very I, I, I really like. I kind of like the phone <laughs> aspect yeah. of it. I feel like. The phone ringing and 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 that whole thing is what Ghostface is because he's so he the, his threatening like the way he threatens you is through the phone yeah or whatever and so I don't know if the whole like I'm gonna talk to you while I'm in the suit thing yeah like Iron Man <laughs> yeah I guess more or less like that you know I don't know I just like like to be honest like I've seen like you know okay the Scooby-Doo movies I'm like man these guys have some pretty sick tech like why not implement some of that stuff into a real horror movie like I feel like some of those gimmicks are like wasted on on, you know the Scooby-Doo films like I would you know just uh, can we have a smarter uh, I guess more well put together villain I mean if they're going to be killing why not just you know, incorporate technology and and every aspect possible. And you know, like I said, it's Ghostface. He's a, basically a Hollywood killer. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, you haven't seen four yet, so let's watch four and then uh, or get to four, and then we can talk about this uh, further. Oh, but mm-hmm. okay, we're we're let's cap it off now. We're running out yeah, of yeah. time. Do you guys have anything? Uh, any uh, final words for Scream Two? Um, it's a cheesy movie. It's a cheesy, <laughs> cheesy slasher. I mean, it's fun to watch, you know. But after a while, if you watch it over and over and over again, it just gets old. Oh, know? I'm sure it would. Yeah. <laughs> um, between one and two, two has stepped it up. I definitely love number two. 
Well, uh, I mean, you guys already know. I've, I've said, I think I said it like three times already. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> sequel. I love it. I'm glad that uh, I'm just glad that Dennis loved it probably as much. Yeah. Uh, sure. I have to disagree with Sam because uh, these movies have never got old to me. I, I love them. Well, uh, maybe it's just me, but I just don't really like uh, cheesy slashers like this. You know, like I. I'm more into like the ghosts and all that kind of goblins and shit, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely my cup of tea. But having hated this series for so long and having flipped on my opinion, I've definitely got a newfound respect for these movies. But definitely, demonic possession, yeah. ghosts, witches, Blair Witch. Those are my <laughs> type of scares for sure. But I definitely enjoy this movie. There's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Great, I love, I love hearing you say that. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, and I don't, I don't want to say that I'm a, I'm a ghost face fan yet, but like I said, I definitely don't hate them anymore. And you know what? Maybe after number three and number four, and maybe even a little bit of the series, although I hear it didn't do so well, I might have different opinions. So I might be a fan by then. <laughs> Anyways, those, those are definitely my last words all right so with that said um this is sam dennis and the swan signing off yep and uh, (laughs) remember forgive them even if they're not sorry good day (laughs)